On this episode of the Oversell Podcast, we are discussing big news in the WWE, King of the Ring, Vern Gagne, and many other things. Dan's also giving us his fantasy card tonight, so let's do this. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Oversell Podcast. My name is Derek. I'm Dan. I'm Mike. And we are here to talk a little professional wrestling. A lot of big news in the wrestling world this week. Not just in the WWE, but in the wrestling world altogether. Uh, Have to start on a little somber tone. The wrestling business lost someone very influential. Uh, You know, trained a lot of some of the biggest names. Worked under... Man named Vern Gagne passed mm-hmm. away this week. I believe he was mid eighties. Very sad. You know, AWA, which was based out of I think Minnesota. Very, 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 very influential. One of the bigger territories. Um, Kurt Hennig went through AWA, of course. The Iron Sheik, uh, Hulk Hogan. I think Ric Flair was in the AWA. A lot of big stars. Yeah, there was there was a lot of people that passed through the AWA. Just about just about anybody and everybody passed through the AWA. Uh, Lawler and everybody. I mean, they they spent just, you know, even if it was just a few short months, there was a lot of people that came through there. Yeah, very sad that he passed away. He was not only was he a great wrestler, he was actually drafted by the Chicago Bears. He never played with them, but he was one of a draft pick, so you know, he's a tremendous athlete, very good wrestler, very sad, very, very sad. Wrestling lost a very influential person this week. Mm-hmm. Uh, also, let's go. <laughs> we're actually going to do something we haven't done. Nothing to talk. say, Mike, huh? <laughs> <laughs> something, uh, we get to talk some TNA this week because big news out of TNA, they have a new producer that's going to be involved with the creative. Hmm. Billy Corgan yes. of the Smashing Pumpkins. Uh, lead he, singer of the Smashing Pumpkins is now on the creative team. Yeah, he, uh, he's he been trying to start his own wrestling company in the past. And, I mean, just, you know, he's he's really heavy into wrestling, apparently. Yeah, yeah, know? it's it's really cool. I think, And this could be something to help push TNA more to being more competitive. You know, they're on Destination America Friday nights. They got some good workers over there. Now, is he is he a producer or is he part of creative? I think he's both. Okay, he's going to be doing both. Okay, because uh, you know you really can't make a difference unless you're on creative. <laughs> I think he's going to have so. some creative capacity. It's it, it'll be interesting to see how he books. Yeah, yeah, and, and he he really cares about wrestling. He wants wrestling. He thinks it's a very good form of entertainment. Mm-hmm. I mean, he has a creative mind. Smashing Pumpkins was. <laughs> I love the Smashing Pumpkins. It was yeah, one of my favorite yeah. bands. Very cool. Um, and he's got some good talent to work with over there. You got Kurt Angle. Mm-hmm. I mean, uh, Bobby Roode. Yeah, a lot of lot of lot of young talent still there. Um, you know, they've missed the boat. Uh, letting go of Joe and uh, AJ Styles, mm-hmm. and uh, just you know, it's really kind of uh, it. It'll be interesting to see if uh, Corgan can turn it around. Well, I mean, I don't know. They'll never be uh, up to the WWE level. We well, can, never say never. Never say never. Because it, it, only, it only takes one person's vision to uh, to get it to where, you know, it's up to that level. It really does. I mean, if, if you think innovatively, you know, and don't go uh, too overboard with everything like they have been, 
you know, TNA is just to me they they go overboard with just everything. They at every possible turn and and chance they go overboard. And I mean, it it makes it to where it's almost unwatchable to me. Yeah, you know they had a very intriguing storyline. I almost got into TNA with it when they tried to start doing that aces and eights stuff. Mm-hmm. Just because I love stables, right. I love invasion stables. Mm-hmm. Um, and this was a cool deal, but then I think it it know, fizzled out it because fizzled they out, yeah. they they missed out on re-signing contracts. I mean, like they didn't re-sign like half of the aces and eights guys, and I mean they were they knew that the contracts were coming up. They just didn't re-sign them. You know, and they took it as a budget cut or something, and then they went back and offered them lower contracts. What do you think's gonna happen? Yeah. You know, it's like you're gonna make more money on the indie level. You know, if you just leave TNA and go into go into the indie level, you'll make more money there than taking lower money to be on TV with TNA. You yeah. know, and I've been watching TNA recently over the last you know, couple months, basically since they moved to Destination America. They've got some great workers. There's a lot of talent there, mm-hmm. but I mean, like you said, when you're watching it, it it seems second rate. Yeah, it, it doesn't. I mean, maybe it's because you know everybody's been watching WWE for so long. I mean, they they see what money and production is, but yeah, I mean, it just it's just so freaking weird to watch TNA compared to WWE, and you know, you got to dial it down a little bit. Your you got you have to dial your expectations down a oh, little yeah. bit when you're watching TNA. And that's sad to say because they got so many young guys over there. So many young guys that deserve a chance. You know, but you gotta dial it back and you're just kinda like, Okay, I have to think unrealistically now. <laughs> and I'm I'm still not a fan of the, the six sided ring. No, yeah, that's a I gimmick mean, that needs to go away if they want to be taken I mean, they, seriously. They took it away for a while, like when, when they brought Hogan in. Yeah, and and was Bischoff. Like Hogan. It was Bischoff yeah. that got rid of that ring. Yeah. He's not gonna but do then anything. as soon as they left. Oh, let's bring the six sided yeah. ring back because that worked the first time. Yeah. No, yeah. it didn't. It's a, it's a unique it's a unique ring to say the least. Oh yeah. I mean, and you can do a whole lot more in it than you can in a four-sided ring, but it's, it, still, it's still, just, still just too hokey. It's, it's too, a permanent gimmick. Yeah. Yeah. It's almost like let me uh let me let me create a platform for you to fall off of, you know. <laughs> it's, it, it's them trying to push the envelope, but in an extremely stupid way. Yeah, and I and this thing, the matches like Destination X and or and not, not Destination X, but the uh, King of the Mountain, X, the, the X Division. Yeah, I the mean, X Division. Yeah, you you you're overthinking things when you when you do stuff like that. The X Division stuff was pretty cool. I yeah, enjoy. They, I enjoyed the X Division stuff. Right. No, no, I'm not saying anything wrong. I'm just trying to figure out. They they had all so many, also these gimmick matches. What was King, that? King ultimate Ultimate X. That's what it was. Ultimate U- X, the yeah, Ultimate yeah. X matches. You know, uh, stuff like that was just kind of. It's really weird. One real positive though is they push their women wrestlers. Yes, you know, the, the knockouts. Oh yeah, yes. yeah, yeah, yeah. It, they have great matches. They give yes. them time. I mean, you know, I think the one this past uh, Friday that was on, and they do it. Fairly often, it was all knockouts. I don't I mean, think all that was on the show, except for like the main event, they had uh, you know the uh, heavyweight title match. But I don't think else. there there's been a TNA show that I've watched where their knockouts went less than three minutes. Oh yeah, you know, and Which that is happens constantly on WWE. Every week you're going to get that so. beer mat, or it, it's it's a chance to go get a beer. Yeah, it's it's a pee break. That's pee what break. The, that's how they equate the Divas Division. In the WWE, they're right. they're trying to kick it up a notch from WWE, but um, well, I, I, whoever's over their their divas division need to put needs to put their foot down and say, look, these girls need more time. Oh yeah, 
Well, one one thing I read, um, they don't they're not booking D- the divas in the WWE as heels or faces. They're all just yeah, I read that vindictive too. chicks. Yeah. It's like right. that you it, give us someone to boo, and it, that'll that's one of the instant fixes. I think I think their concentration is more on creating characters for total divas right now. Yeah, that's, that's all. That's it is. exactly what it is, and, and it makes you fear for the the ladies that are in uh, NXT because. They're working their asses off. Oh, my off. God. They're having great matches. Yeah. Sasha Banks and Charlotte Flair, they're going to be the next two called up to the WWE. And see, that's, and they are. That's, that, that's another contrast there. I have not watched an NXT where the women's matches went three, four, five minutes. Right. They give them time on there, too. So, I mean, what is it about the main roster that you can't give women it's the time? It's because Vince and Kevin Dunn don't think people want to see women wrestling on that mainstream show. Yeah, it's them having their heads up their own asses. <clears throat> and I'll uh, hey, I'll be the first to admit, main roster matches are tough matches to get over. You know, um, I mean, people will people will eat you up at Raw. They'll oh, yeah. start chanting "boring" well, or whatever in a minute. You know, CM Punk. Oh yeah. <laughs> well, Jeez. and with the divas, if you would, we could probably accept um, shorter matches if they had more story to them. Yeah. It's it, all it is is the Bellas are the champ, and Naomi wants to fight them and is going to be a little feisty about it. Right. Yeah. I mean, who's the who is the heel? Is Naomi the heel right now? I like her shoes. I know that. I think she. I think she hit a switch or something at the pay per view and it started changing colors on her. <laughs> like, the, yeah, know, those... I'm pretty sure somebody backstage was like, "Don't ever let that happen again." <laughs> Everybody was staring at your feet. <laughs> Is one one blue, one green, or something? Yeah. Well, they yeah. they changed colors. Oh well, yeah, it, it was. Well, yeah, it's still. It guess changed. what? It was still another WWE Divas match at the moment. And um, let's go on to Extreme Rules. Uh, it was an all right pay per view. One problem I'm having with the pay per views these days, mm-hmm. um, they don't. They're just another Rawls. There's yeah. nothing really special about these B. We'll call them B show, B pay per views. We're in they're the, not even pay per views anymore. Age. We're we're in the network age, and we have to accept it, unfortunately, because <laughs> uh, now that we're in the network age, nothing's going to be exclusive. I mean, you're you're the only thing, and I'm sure we're going to talk about this later about you know exclusive stuff like Oh King of the Ring, like that got mentioned twice maybe before yeah. it happened. Yeah, why would you I have the King I'm, of the Ring and not make it its own? Show. I mean that. I it, it it was almost like it was so quick. It was just to throw somebody a bone. It was filler. Really, it was know? just more filler for Raw because they needed something to do. Because what payback's coming up? Yeah. yeah. And they just needed. They don't know really what they're doing yet. At least this is how it seems to me. They don't know what they're doing yet. So they're just hey, let's do a quick King of the Ring tournament. Yeah. Now in that, you got you had Neville. You know, I, I heard he had a good match with Barrett. I mean, he had a good match with Barrett at the. At the, at at the extreme pre-show. rules, yeah, that yeah, pre-show, yeah. That pre-show, that pre-show a, match was phenomenal. Adrian Neville, I think, and I hate to say this because I like the guy. Adrian Neville is your new Daniel Bryan. Mm, uh, I don't if, know. Uh, he he's going to be the guy that they're going to be pushing to be that next Daniel Bryan because Daniel Bryan can't stay healthy right now. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I and I love it. I, I'm Neville has blown me away. Uh, his matches are very high in t- uh, they're high in intensity. But yet he's doing everything right. It's not like a reckless Sin Cara match back in the day. Right. Um, I, I hope he's not the next Daniel Bryan because 
Well, they, I want him to they, be his own thing. <laughs> they won't push him then. Yeah, don't. Yeah, don't. Don't well, like cram him down people's throats or anything. Or else you get like, another Roman Reigns, right? You know, <laughs> let him Still upset put him me. on the put him on the main roster. Let him get over and then do something with him. You know. Yeah, but still, great match. Uh, hell of a way to open show. I w- it it would it, it was worthy of the main card, I think. Yeah. yeah. Um, opened up with the tag team title match. Extreme Rules did. Very good match. Another phenomenal match. Um, I was shocked. Yeah. Well, actually, they, it, it started with the the Ambrose and Harper. That's and right. Then they left. Well, yeah. Yeah. Other that stuff match happened. was that yeah. match was great Didn't until I, they left. I said something last week about you know having a match where you would uh, have guys come in and fight uh, fight through like whatever town they were in. Right. You know, it's just like where the hell are they at now? Oh, they're at the bar down the street. You know, I said something about that last week, gentlemen, and I think somebody was listening. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Well, it, it started off great. They lost me when they drove off. I, they didn't do it right. Uh, I don't know. There's something about it I didn't like. But that led into the tag match, and then we'll get back to the finish of that match Now, later. attitude error, you would have had a camera following. That's true. Yeah. Exactly. And they would Maybe have fought a, all the way through town, through yep. bars and parking lots. and well, you know. I, I sent out a tweet <laughs> on the uh, Oversell Podcast account. Go follow it. Um, but it was there's only one person that could find Harper and Ambrose right now, and there's a picture of The Rock from Fast and the Furious. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Maybe we should have had him out there proud on the street <laughs> trying to find this fight. But that led into the tag team match, which, man, this match was phenomenal. Cesaro and Kid, I'm a fan. Yes. They, uh, they're they doing everything right with those guys. Mm-hmm. It was sometimes, and you, it's good that they did this because sometimes you have to be unpredictable. No one thought oh, yeah. the New Day was going to come in and win that title, but nah. I like that they None won. It. No, <laughs> nope. I like that they won in a heel fashion. Um, I want to see them get a little more serious. That's the only problem I have with them. If they once they start getting more serious or militant, right, that's going to be the, a good way to go. I like that they're cheating to win. The way they got into that match is great with uh, um, Xavier. Holding uh, the dude's leg so he couldn't get in the ring to break up a pin count. Yeah, yeah. And then they cheated to win in this match too, right? Uh, I can't. I I don't. It's yeah. escaping me how they won, but they're they're pulling off a good heel tag team. Now the one thing I really want to see from this angle, I want to see the free them use the free bird rule so you can't really prepare as to who you're going to be facing. Yeah. You don't look like you like that. Oh, well, it's not going to happen. <laughs> Do you not like the free bird rule? Well, I do. I love the free bird rule, but okay. it's not going to happen here. It's it, that that's a thing of the past. It really is, and there, it's just not going to happen. Um, I mean, now if I could be wrong, I I could be one hundred percent wrong. I just but I just don't think it's, I just, it's I possible. A, I have a hard time thinking it's just going to be Kofi and Biggie defending those titles the whole time. The more you the more you talk about it, the more I uh, the more I look at it, and I think, yeah, it is kind of hard to see that but at the same time it's like how would they explain that I just don't get it you know the best part about it is Cesaro and Kid are going to be great uh, chasing that title well yeah and yeah, this, yeah. Is, this is a good way to we one thing we want is um, we've talked about this on the show before is to build up the tag team division some because tag team divi- tag team wrestling is very entertaining you get a lot of great matches you get to see guys team up that maybe you normally wouldn't like who would have thought a year ago or a year and a half ago that Tyson Kidd and Cesaro Cesaro are going to be on a 
very successful tag team. Yeah. I mean, this is way better than Cesaro Man, I, and Curtis Axel. I like the way Natalia looked that night, too. <laughs> Woo! <laughs> Son. She's looking good that night. Yeah, it's too bad she still isn't wrestling for the Divas title. Yeah. Yeah. Next match. Uh, did they go Divas? Uh, that was a little bit later. I think it was the uh, the Ziggler and Sheamus match. Oh, yeah, the Kiss Me Arse match. Yeah. yeah. I think we um, called that one, too, didn't we? We were like, even if he wins, he wasn't going to kiss his ass. Well, you know, I knew it was a match designed for um, a face to win. And, you know, we need heels yeah. in the WWE, but they probably should have given Sheamus a more dominating win. They should have no, had it win. Yeah. It, it was a quick pin. He's not getting a quick pin on Right. It. But right now, we need that unstoppable monster heel. Mm-hmm. We really don't have that. And Sheamus is the perfect guy to be one because he's been it before. I mean, he doesn't look out of place out there as a heel. He actually, I think he's better as a heel myself. Hmm. Yeah. Um, when he was, you know, he was in that program with Triple H a couple years back. I think when he first came on the he roster, was spe- right. he was specifically brought in for Triple H. That yeah. was how he got his start on the main roster. He was specifically brought in for Triple H to feud with. Um, I thought it was a good match. Um, I kind of saw when when uh, Sheamus lost. I'm like he's there's no way he's kissing. Oh, yeah, no yeah. way. There is no way. It's yeah. not going to happen. Yeah, I, I was sitting there watching it and called the low the low blow. I, I, I think I told um, Abby, my wife, and it's like, watch this. Um, we are Seamus is going to kick his ass yeah. mm-hmm. and you know WWE they did not let me down this time yep so and, and you predicted that one did the I predict win. yeah I still get punished though don't I yeah you you, you lost uh, <laughs> 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 oh, no. but honestly though it was the uh, the, the Divas match that yeah that, that, that broke you yeah <laughs> <laughs> you know I don't know. Naomi should have been that match. Should have been mm-hmm. Natalia anyway. And Natalia needs to hold the Divas title, and we're. I'm still. I will say that until she holds it. Mm-hmm. You'll be saying that a lot <laughs> for a long time. I just. Don't, I don't understand why they're not putting her in matches. Because they're not doing anything with the Divas division. Well, I mean, so why hey, would they do something to please the fans? Well, they could set up a whole rivalry because she's on Total Divas. The yeah. Bellas are on Total Divas. Yeah. You want to build it? Let's get a program through it. Just get Natalia the title. Just get Natalia in title matches. She doesn't have to win it right off the bat. Get her in some matches because she is a hell of a worker. Yeah. She is a heart. Yep. And I heard that there was, at one point, there was a rule on Total Divas that if you were on the show, you couldn't hold the title because, you know, they, they aired the show or they, they recorded the shows, you know, months before they aired. So, you know, the title could change before then, and they and didn't they want confusion. Wanna, right. But then they got rid of that real quick. I yeah, mean, just yeah. out of nowhere. Yeah, well, that's a dumb rule anyway. Let's go ahead and get to the Divas match, talk about it. Um, it was just another... It was it good. Was, it was all right. It was good. They, was, made, it, they made good contact with everything. Uh, I didn't really see any botches or anything like that. Right. Whereas you see a Divas match, you're going to see one botch at least. But Yeah, it wasn't like Melina, Alicia Fox or anything like that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Greatest match ever. I'm glad, <laughs> I'm glad you remember that from Tough Enough. Oh, yeah. God, man. Oh. <laughs> if anybody ever asks you what the best match you ever saw was, never say that. <laughs> <laughs> well, like, you could have named two, another, You could say, if you want to name Divas because you're a woman, you could have said Trish Stratus and Lita. Yeah. And you don't even say which one. Exactly. Oh, my God. <laughs> but, yeah, it was a good match. Uh, still kind of short. Um, yeah. It, I, I, I thought they got good time on that one. The, the, I thought they got good time. I, I'm still, the, the storytelling's just not there. For Except for the distracting of 
Naomi's shoe changing colors. Right. <laughs> <laughs> He's like, when's it going to change color? When, it, when she kicks her? Is it going to change color then? Yeah, that's, now that'd be cool. <laughs> no, like, no, she kicked her. It's, it's not changing color. Uh, now, it would have been cool like if those colors would have changed every time she made contact. I that. kept waiting for that, but it was just like random times that her colors were changing. I was like, what is going on? Um, let me see your match card there, Mike, because I'm drawing blanks on some of these matches. Uh, it's been a long week. Um, let's go back to Ambrose and Harper. When they got back to the arena, Yeah, yeah I think a lot of fans lost interest. Um, I don't know. I, don't know. Just, I, I kind of liked it. Yeah, I liked it. I, I, mean, I thought uh, it was different. You know, it was something different. And you know, being the Extreme Rules pay per view, they needed to have something like that on. There. Right. So. It's it's it would have been better if they would have checked in, in between a couple of matches. Eh, yeah. Like we found Ambrose and Harper, and oh my God, they're beating it. The one thing that kind of threw me off was when they came back. Ambrose was Ambrose driving. Ambrose was driving. Like, yeah, what yeah, in the yeah, hell yeah. happened? <laughs> <laughs> well, where did you go? And why is the other guy driving right now? It just doesn't make any sense. <laughs> Man, but those guys beat the hell out of each other. Oh yeah. Um, Harper, I think, is very underrated. I'm I'm a Harper guy. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, very athletic. For a guy I think his he was size. in. Wasn't he in OVW for a little while? Uh, he was in Florida Championship Wrestling. Okay, before that's right. it was, FCW, yeah. And he, um, before it became officially NXT, he, he may have been. It may have been NXT for a couple of months mm-hmm. before he left. But you know, he's doing the Bray Wyatt family thing. Right, and, right, right. You know, kind of sucks that they killed off that so quickly. Those three guys, I thought they were great together. Yeah. And then just kind of, yeah, I'm setting them free, and then you turn Eric Rowe and face so, the way they treated that angle. You know, one was... of them had to be faced, though. Yeah. But I don't know. Like, yeah, it was sad to see them and the Shield break up. But I, I think they were smart in doing it before they got stale. Mm-hmm. I mean, it, yeah. it kind of helped save, you know, everybody individually. Well, you know, you want to say Bray Wyatt, how about a pay-per-view win without... Who do you think he's talking about right now? Well, Ryback, because he's already kicked his ass. Yeah, he came out. He can't. Oh, he, did he come out on Monday? Monday. Okay. Wrong. Yeah. All right. Sorry, and, I didn't see it. <laughs> yeah. And it, it's like, hey, Bray Wyatt, you fought John Cena last year. You lost to Undertaker this year. Let's put you in a feud with Ryback. Yeah. Who cares? Because that's one you can win. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, it's not. I don't think it's gonna do. It's gonna do damage to Ryback when he loses to Bray Wyatt because. Yeah. And it's gonna. It's not going to enhance Bray Wyatt just by beating Ryback. You beat Ryback. Guess what? Lots of people beating Ryback. It's nothing special. Like I would. No. It's Bray Wyatt in a feud, so it's going to go at least two or three pay per views. So I mean, it's they're going to keep both of them looking strong, and then they're just going to blow it off. You know, on you know maybe SummerSlam or something like that, and then he'll disappear for a month and then come out chasing somebody else. And then eventually lose to them in a big pay-per-view and lose to somebody at WrestleMania next year. Yeah. And it, it would be nice. That's the thing is, like, he can continue to be creepy as hell well, even after he loses. You yeah. Can, well, you can cut – he cuts these awesome promos, mm-hmm. but without a big pay-per-view win behind him, they're really not that sp- – you know, it's just – Yeah. It's just I this agree. crazy dude saying whatever the hell's he's thinking and he can't back it up. Mm-hmm. That that's just my thoughts on it. Uh, let's talk about let's go Reigns and Show. They actually surprised me with their match. Um, that I, I love that match. That was fantastic. It was very entertaining. Um, I'm not gonna say it was like an A. I'll say it was a B, B minus. But it was still a great match. I'm not it gonna was, take it away. If there was a if there was a match I thought was gonna be a dud, it was gonna be that one. But they, 
because I, I, I was show was taking bumps and and doing stuff that I totally did not expect. Well, I like the show wasn't whenever he was throwing weapons out of the ring. Well, like yeah. he, that was good, that uh, was he pulled the table smart. out, and then people were like, "We want tables," and then he put the table back underneath the ring. Yeah. <laughs> He's like, "No <laughs> tables, no that's tables." What heels do. I mean, <laughs> they don't give you what you want. Um, Screw you, no tables. But uh, I think Reigns, the fans are starting to get back behind Reigns, and and like I said, I think Brian's injured. I well, mean. not not <laughs> only because the reason they um, were booing him earlier this year is because it wasn't because of him. It was because you know Daniel Bryant was brought back. Right, and people wanted to be behind him. They wanted him to see to succeed, and you know they they don't. No one likes to be sho- have anything shoved down your throat. Right, and I think we're finally realizing that Roman Reigns, him winning Superstar of the Year, was the biggest. Th- there's cr- no load of crap. Yeah, because uh, that that alone told you already. Well, he's winning the Royal Rumble. Right, you know. I mean that that, that told you they're booking for the rest of the year. You know. So I mean that that I mean, and he was out for what three or four months. Yeah, well, he had that hernia injury. Yeah, he had a hernia injury, yeah. so he was out for like. Th- well, I take that back. He's probably out for two or three months, but still, it's like for two or three of those months, Seth Rollins was still there. Yeah, Dean, Dean Ambrose, Ambrose was still there. Bray Wyatt. Bray Wyatt was still there. It was the same year Daniel Bryan went to WrestleMania and won the WWE title in two matches that right. night. Yep. I mean, but then come he on. was injured at the same, you know. Yeah, he would. But still, I mean, I could get Daniel Bryan winning Ma- Superstar of the Year, right? Because you know it was his year. He won the WWE title. Had the two matches at WrestleMania. Went on and did a bunch of other stuff. After that. Defied the authority. Right. Beat the authority. You know, yeah. was that his? You know, but you know they they that's their awards. They they do it for booking, not for right. Oh yeah, notoriety. Yeah. So. Well, you know, um. We'll get to the let's get to this now because these polls they're doing, it's it, we're not stupid. Do you want to see Seth Rollins in a singles match with this guy, or do you want to see Seth Rollins in a singles match with this guy, or do you want to see a triple threat match? <laughs> yeah, like what the hell do you think people are going to choose? I mean, I know you think you're give the people think yeah we're picking this match, but you're picking what the WWE wants, and if it would have picked any other match, it would have somehow ended up as a triple threat match. These polls they're getting stupid. Like when you, hey, do we want to put them in a Chicago street fight, a no-holds-barred match, or a no-DQ match? They're all the same damn thing. How about yeah. option C? We leather everybody in olive oil, and you guys get to f- squirm around on the mat for the belt. <laughs> <laughs> that, that, whoa. Whoa. Oh, yeah, yeah. I'm just curious if that would win or not. You that's, know? Just a quick, <laughs> that's just a quick side note I wanted to get to. These polls they're doing on Raw are just driving me crazy. Like when they're in Memphis, is like, do you want to see a – Memphis like music, a Bill Street brawl, brawl or something. Yeah, or uh, of course we're going to pick the Bill Street brawl. It's got a fancy name. Yep. Anyway, Cena Rusev, Russian chain match. Wait, the Russian chain. What, what's up? The f- the finish. I mean, and so many people on my Facebook pointed it out. It was like every single time they did a move to one another to break the momentum, the lights reset. Yeah. Except for the last. The finish, yeah, I noticed that too. Yeah, that was weak. Except for the last attitude adjustment, and all of a sudden Cena tags the corner and he wins. But every other time, the lights reset. It, the lights reset. It it, uh, it Horrible booking on that one. I mean, yeah, and it's, it, was a tip, it was, in the end, it was just another Cena match. And yeah, yeah. You, didn't, you didn't have to do a move to get to the corner. 
You know, there were so many other ways that it could have been done. Yeah. So, I mean, that was that was a very poorly booked chain match. I mean, they they didn't think that one through. Yeah, and you know, back in the days of when they were doing those Texas strap matches, the strap was also used more as a weapon. Yeah. You would slap the guy with yeah. it. You know, you put a choke hold on him with it. Yeah. Now, as and I don't, I don't blame that match at all on the workers. I blame that on the bookers that wrote that match, because those guys, Bruce Seven Cena, they they laid it all out. They did. Yeah. They, they put they put their all into the match. They really did. But I, whoever booked that finish, no, sorry, that doesn't work. Because I mean, it shouldn't have worked. The it didn't work the first six times you did it in the match. Why would it work the last? Exactly. Time you did it, yeah. You know? And that's how you knew the match was about to end. Yeah. I mean that that told you okay well here this is where Cena wins right now mm-hmm. exactly and you know we all saw it coming it was, I don't I, for the U.S. title you have to have longer title reigns mm-hmm. but don't make it the same thing every time with John Cena yeah I mean it, it's smart to put the title on the guy turn, they turn around and put him right back in another match for the next pay per view yeah <laughs> yeah not in an I quit match. match. This is the longest-running program well, I've ever hold seen. On, <laughs> hold on. If I were to ask you, I'll ask you right now. If you see John Cena in an I Quit match, he's not going to say I quit, is he? No. No. He He's going to either pass out, and he can't defend himself, and they'll say, that's the match. Or he's going to, or or he's just going to make Rusev say I quit, or they'll do some screw job finish like they did with Mick Foley. And actually recorded him saying "I quit." They're gonna do it's gonna be some dumb program because you are not going to see John Cena say "I quit." Well, they're saying this is the last. You know, this is ending their feud. It better. So, <laughs> uh, I think I'm, I'm thinking somehow it's gonna be. It's probably gonna be a clean finish, but if it is something, you know, like a dusty finish, basically, it's gonna be something that immediately sends Rusev into another feud. Yeah. Yep. And they've been really talking about, you know, pushing Lana, turning her face, and yeah. And if she drops the whole Russian thing, that's going to be extremely stupid, and I'm gonna. It, that's going to be a bad way to get out of it. Well, that's what they're saying they're going to do. I'm they're, not you're, Russian. You're gonna, we're gonna <laughs> we're gonna learn that she's really American. She and, went to college at Florida State for Christ's yeah. sake. <laughs> but yeah, that that's what I read earlier. Is they're I was they're forced turn by her Rusev to is have she, a Russian accent. Is she now? Or he was gonna beat me up. Is she going to be on the roster as a wrestler, or are they going to keep her as a valet? Or I think they're wanting to push her as a wrestler. That no, do not do that. That I don't. She needs to be like Miss Elizabeth, uh, a valet, a distraction. I've never seen her wrestle. I'd be interested to see what, how she works. I don't want to see it wrestle because I just don't see it working out. Because uh, it's not like she's been training to be a wrestler. She's been a valet this whole time. I don't know if she's had any ring work. I don't. I don't remember her stuff from NXT. She's fine where she make WWE needs managers. Another thing, managers and and valets things they, they should have made Ava Marie into. Well, <laughs> actually, I'm glad you said that. She's been working out with um, the, the Brian Brian Kendrick. Kendrick, and apparently she's uh, they they have high hopes for her, like coming in and being a top diva. They're uh. <laughs> they're wanting what I read was they're wanting Lana to be the new face of the divas division. And wow. they're okay. bringing up Ava Marie as hopefully like a, you know, a, a top, top diva. Wow. Oh, God. This is, I don't see this ending 
very well at all. I, I'm hoping that we're surprised by this. I mean, I hope that they really impress us and we're like, okay, shit. They, <laughs> brought to we you, were wrong. <laughs> brought to you by the same people who gave us the Roman Reigns WrestleMania push. <laughs> <laughs> Let's go on, and we are going to move to the main event. Seth Rollins versus Randy Orton in the cage. I know we're in a PG era. In a cage match like that, you got to let guys get color. Yeah. Yeah. They, I, know, uh, I know they don't want to do that as much these days or at all, but in a match like that, when you're rubbing someone's face in the cage, when you're constantly bouncing their head off a cage, mm-hmm. let them get a little color. When Kane is involved. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and Kane is the gatekeeper. We knew that somehow or another he was Something gonna, was going to happen Yeah, there. he's not going to just let – like when Randy Orton's walking to the cage, of course he shuts the door. Right. You know, and then he he did come in and choke slam both of them. Um, Rick Moranis was trapped under the cage; he couldn't get out to help. Well, yeah. Slimer was holding him down. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Another <laughs> Ghostbusters reference in a wrestling podcast. I love it. Um, but otherwise, you know, Randy Orton and Seth Rollins have a great chemistry together. They can put together good matches. Yeah, I, it sucks that. Rollins is now losing his finisher because I really liked his finisher. Yeah. I don't know what that new DDT... It's stupid is yeah. what it is. And they're worried about these concussion lawsuits they're getting, so they right. don't want to do a move like that. And They're not saying it's banned, but it's going to be more of like a special attraction. It'll be used very well, rarely, but... Yeah, I guess. And he still has his like Phoenix Splash right. and shit like that, but... Just, I'm not a fan of them banning that move. It, it, mm. And I don't... So while we're on that subject, like... I don't like that they made Dean Ambrose change his. I loved the Dirty Deeds when he first started doing it, when he had to do it in a headlock and just drove his head right. into the mat. Was, I thought he did. Didn't he do it at the pay-per-view? No, he did uh, Underhook DDT that he okay. stole from Mick Foley. Okay. Right. Um, but you know, I loved, loved Dirty Deeds because it was like him. It was simple. It was <laughs> well, chaotic. Yeah, the, the, you calling it the Dirty Deeds is what throwing me off because uh, I think uh, – I think Cole called the DDT that he does now the double underhook DDT. I think he called that the Dirty Deeds yeah. now too. Well, that's what that, yeah. they're calling it the Dirty Deeds, yeah. so they don't have to change the name of this finisher right, or whatever. Yeah. But uh, you know, Rollins and Orton's they got a good program going. Kane coming in, chokes on them both, mm-hmm. and then what he covered up. No, Orton end up Rollins end up escaping the cage, right? Right. Yeah. After he RKO'd. Right. Orton. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah, that's that another fucking thing, like. <laughs> Was, did they, did what, they mention that on Raw? I don't remember. I think they said a couple of times, but like, all right, is the RKO banned? Yeah, because from the entire match, or just they should have because they they didn't specify. They just said the RKO is banned. They didn't say by well, then, Orton by who. It just it's banned. And so, so technically, yeah, that means either guy couldn't do it, right? Yeah, technically, I, guess. I don't know. It, it's now in that instance, it wouldn't have mattered because they're not going to take the title off of him on a dif- disqualification, right? But yeah, it's. I don't know if somebody just forgot, or brought to you by the same people <laughs> who gave us the Roman Reigns WrestleMania push. <laughs> brought to you by the same people that put Bray Wyatt and John Cena at a program that's kicked off their first big match at a WrestleMania. I did like I did like Randy Orton doing the pedigree though. That, that was sweet. Oh that yeah, that was sweet. And then, you know what? Authority. That was a good looking pedigree too. Yeah, yeah. Orton's or Rollins took it well. Mm-hmm. You know, I know those guys that would take bad pedigrees really ticked me off i think bubba ray was really big guilty of it because he'd always put a knee down right before it now no, Ra- bubba ray always took him flat was it 
Always. There was some, somebody that always took him, put that Bubba knee Ray down. Always took RVD everything. took the best pedigree. Oh, yeah. yeah. RVD also took the best DDT, man. When you hit a DDT on RVD, his whole board Singed. became a plank. Yeah. yeah. And it, it, it was great. But, yeah, that was very good, very well done. And, of course, you know, you had to get J&J security involved no, and of blah, blah, blah. But, you know, overall, good match. Overall, I all really right show. It. Yeah. yeah. Uh, it, like I said, I'd give this whole pay-per-view a B. I'd yeah. give it a B minus. B B minus. I, yeah. 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 It it was better than I was expecting for the the post WrestleMania, you know, pay per view. Yeah, and you know, in a PG era, I don't think you can really have a pay per view called Extreme Rules. No. Mm-mm. They need to they need to rename it something because I mean, you know, Extreme Rules should be Kendo sticks across the face. Yeah. Which hurt. Yeah. Um the little iron plate they put in pizza warming bags. <laughs> those hurt too. I've hit myself <laughs> with one of those. They uh we actually had footage of that at one point. Yeah, brought to you by Totino's Pizza Rolls. <laughs> 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 but overall, it was, it was a good show. The Raw afterwards was all right. Um, you know, we already have a match for payback, the I Quit match between. Yeah, yeah. that that baby is already three weeks away. It took him five minutes to put him in another match. Let's, yeah. let's talk about this quit real quick before we take a break. Um, the King of the Ring tournament came back this week, if you didn't know, because how most, would you know, because they most, announced it on Sunday or Monday or something like that. Yeah, most people didn't know. Um, oh, by the way, guys, we're having a tournament. <laughs> well, not only a tournament, <laughs> it's the King of the Ring tournament. Yeah. This is a, this is a tournament that's been run went, by some of the greatest wrestlers in the history of the WWE. This went b- from a pay-per-view to... A former pay-per-view. A, a former pay-per-view. A former one-night tournament pay-per-view right. to an... Over the course of several like weeks, three weeks of Raw to the finals, and then you had the finals on Raw, and now we don't even get it on Raw. You have to watch <laughs> it on the After that, they even did it again, and it was just pretty much just on SmackDown. Yeah. like, And then now you get you know a couple matches on Raw and then network exclusive, and then they don't promote any of it. You're like, yeah, well, oh, wait, we forgot to remind you guys. It, yeah. it, the King of the Ring. It's it, happening tonight. The finals are tonight. It was like, what? Look at they some had a tournament. The, <laughs> look, look at who are some of the winners of the King of the Ring tournament are. You have Harley Race, mm-hmm. all time great legend. Stone Cold. Hell, Stone Cold was the legend of Stone that Cold was him, born. Yeah. That made him. Yeah. On King of the Ring, Bret Hart. Bret Hart. Owen, Owen Hart. Hart uh, King Mabel. Triple H. Triple H. Um, Badass Billy Gunn. Yeah, it was. Well, we won't include <laughs> Billy Gunn on that. King ass. <laughs> um, but it, it sucks that they did it this way because King of the Ring, you got all these B level shows. Make one of them your King of the Ring tournament. Why not? What is it going to hurt? Who needs? Who you? Know, it would have been great for Extreme Rules. Instead I mean, of that, do the King of the Ring. I, I don't mind that they put it on the network, but. They should have promoted it. They should have <laughs> built didn't up. Tell anybody. I mean, <laughs> you, I mean, honestly, like I didn't know about it until what two days before it happened. And was it was it Neville and uh, Barrett and uh, Barrett? Yeah. yeah, finals. Okay. And they had another great match. Um, I like that they that Barrett won it. I wish right. there was more substance to that win. Mm-hmm. But it's gonna uh, anyone that's been big has almost gotten through it through King of the Ring. Like we said, Stone Cold, right. Triple H, and people like that. So hopefully it's going to mean good things for Bad News Barrett because that's not a bad thing if he's getting something like that. I like Bad News Barrett. I think he is tremendous on the microphone. Yes. Anytime he cuts a promo, oh, yeah. I really like it. Mm-hmm. Um, I think he puts together good matches. Um, I wish he'd get, find a different finisher other than the Wasteland or the signature move other than the Wasteland because it's kind of stupid. It's just John Cena's move, just you dropped a little differently. 
Mm-hmm. There's no, I don't know. The bull hammer, I, I still, I, I like it. I like, I like it. But if the WWE wants to get serious with the King of the Ring again, it needs to be its own show. Yeah, I, I really would love for them to bring it back as a pay per view. Get rid of one of these well, like payback or hey, whatever. While we're, do we? I think for this podcast, we need to call these other shows. I'll, I'm only going to call pay per view the Royal Rumble, WrestleMania, SummerSlam, and Survivor Series. Those are only pay per views. We're just going to call the other ones. We just need a name for them because they're not pay per views. <laughs> Let's call yeah. them glorified, glorified shows, glorified Raws, glorified build, build up show, build, build, up, build up show. Yeah, we'll, we're not calling them pay per views because that's not what they are. <laughs> they're not. Of course, the pro, the reason they've um, dropped in quality is because you're not paying sixty bucks right a month mm-hmm. for these pay per views, and of course you're not. You, the wrestlers aren't getting paid so as well. I'm sure what they got. This uh, we are getting a call. We're going to decline that call. <laughs> sorry, whoever called in. Uh, we do we'll not you, want to talk to we'll, you right now. We'll get you next week. I'm sorry. <laughs> We're busy. We're in the can. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, let's. I, I want to see if they next year if they're going to do another King of the Ring. It needs get rid of Extreme Rules because it's not really extreme anyway. Get rid of what's what's Dude, another payback. Mm, I'd move payback up. I mean, after yeah, I, I thought payback should be the one right after WrestleMania, and then move King of the Ring, and we're back except, to where it used to be. It was in June. It was yeah, yeah, in yeah, June. yeah, 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 yeah. Keep, but keep money in the bank because that's an important one, right? Hell in a Cell, you know, maybe drop it. Um, I, I loved Elimination Chamber. I really oh, did. Well, you know, yeah, that should have been the one we had a couple months been, ago. That should have been the one in Memphis. <laughs> yes, but, it should have. You know, I don't know. Um, that one hurt my heart. One other thing I wanted to get through: uh, Raw was an all right show, got a little bit of advancement. Over the but limit. <laughs> one thing I really liked on Raw this past week was um, <laughs> Damian Sandow coming out and cutting the promo he cut. It was good hearing him just him speak, not as a character, not as Ms. Dow, right. not as anything like that. It's just hear, good to hear him because I think Damian Sandow is great on the microphone. Yes. Oh yeah. When yes. when he was his the intellectual savior. His promos, I was laughing my ass off. Oh, yeah. Now, granted, I probably shouldn't have been because he's a heel. I should have been booing them. But I thought it was great because mainly I came up with that character about 14 years ago. (laughs) Mm -hmm. (laughs) One day I'll explain the Good Enough Derek character. Oh, yeah. Uh, We'll have a show and we'll do all our own little crazy characters. (laughs) But, um, yeah, Damien Sandow cutting a great promo. And I'm really excited. Hopefully this means more for him. If he gets in a program with Curtis Axel, I'm fine because I'm liking both of these guys Right. right now. And I think that would end up being a great match with a lot of great, great funny promos. Yeah. All right. Uh, any other notes you guys <laughs> wanted to get through on Raw? I mean, it was just basically another Raw show. Nothing really crazy over the top. We got an I Quit match for Payback. We have Seth Rollins versus Roman Reigns versus Randy Orton because the fans are dumb enough to think they actually chose that match. But hey, well, we, I'm, we, we chose that. I won't say they're dumb enough. They just WWE knows what they're doing. So we are going to take a quick break. When we get back, it is Dan's turn for his fantasy card matches. I'm really excited to hear him. And we are going to be <laughs> right back. <laughs> Welcome back to the Oversell Podcast. Uh, we're going to get to Dan's fantasy card here in just a few moments, but we want to do a quick little housekeeping. Be sure you are following us on Twitter. We are at Oversell Podcast. I am at Shropenuts, S-C-H-R-O-E-P-N-U-T-S. I am at One Dangerous Dan, all spelled out. At WolfMike23. Also, be sure you go check out our website, OversellPodcast.com. Got some links for you to check out there. 
uh, Connor's Cure, help fight pediatric cancer. Go in there, and make a donation, and just check out our website. We got some a little bit of about us and lo- links to our Twitter feeds. Roundhouse um, Revival starting uh, May twenty third. Yep, on, yeah, May, on right. May twenty third. Not hopefully, starting May 23rd. <laughs> hopefully we're going to be able to do some sort of have some sort of presence there. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's that's really it. Uh, let's before we get to Dan's card, let's reach out to Twitter. We had some submissions for our fantasy cards from. My buddy, Kevin Sloan, at Kevin Sloan 13 he is graduating from college this weekend. He's graduating from USF, so congratulations, Kevin. Way really happy for you. Uh, first one, he says, the bad guy versus the great one. Razor Ramon versus The Rock. This would be a highly entertaining match. Oh, yeah. Promos would be great, great buildup, <laughs> and I think they'd put something together real entertaining because The Rock would play off. Razor Ramon throwing the toothpick. Oh yeah. And, oh, yeah. You know, The Rock was sometimes marked out in a match at something like that, like when Hogan hulk, hulked up on him. Oh, yeah. That was pretty cool because The Rock, you know, kind of marked out, but yet played the character perfectly. Mm-hmm. And speaking of, like, wrestlers mark- marking out in some of that, do you remember when um, they did Raw Reunion, Jake the Snake came back? Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. And D- he put Dean the snake Ambrose. on Dean Ambrose. Oh, yeah. And... <laughs> And there's a big giant smile across <laughs> Dean Ambrose's face. He was so He's like, oh my God, there's a happy. snake on me. That's awesome. And it's cool. It's, <laughs> it's good to know that Dean Ambrose is such a fan of wrestling and he was extremely excited because this was happening to him. Oh, yeah. yeah. So, uh, next match, Sean. Stay, stay on that one real quick. Oh, I, I really think for that one to be you know, really great, Rock would have to be heel. Yeah. Yeah. I think. He he go back to the guitar playing rock because that was when yeah. he was at his best doing his oh, best yeah. heel work right except and when he was that song about Vicky Guerrero as a face <laughs> oh <laughs> too. god um but yeah the, the the rock concerts were always great. I just yeah, yeah the the Vicky Guerrero one man uh that was my ex wife's uh, and mine's uh, song that we danced to at our wedding oh so I have to th- personally thank the rock for that thank you so much for destroying that song because. I can't listen to that song anymore. It's aw- it's awful when it comes on the radio. I have to switch it. You'll ask, you can ask my current wife. And uh, I would like to personally thank The Rock for ruining that song. Well, if you're that, listening, Rock, that that, does, that song deserved to be ruined. <laughs> um, it had to be Roman. I mean, I'm sorry, Razor Ramon too, because um, I don't want Scott Hall facing. I want the gold chains. I want the right. the little. The little oh, jacket yeah. he wear, the grease back hair. <laughs> uh, that's what. That's how I'd want that match to go. That's a. That's a. That would be a hell of an entertaining right. match. Next up, Shawn Michaels versus Dolph Ziggler. Two tremendous workers. Um, this match would. This match could possibly headline WrestleMania. If, oh, absolutely. Yeah. Hell, it pro- they could probably still do that match next year. And that'd be the best match in your card. Be, Those two guys would be selling for the ro- through the roof for each other. That'd be reminiscent of uh, Shelton Benjamin and Michaels when they oh, stole man. Raw. Oh, yeah. oh. They stole that Raw show uh, so many years ago. The super kick off bouncing off the top yeah. rope, man. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the, the, I, I I miss Shelton Benjamin. Yeah. Uh, yeah, he he could put together some good matches. He, he just he, him and uh, Charlie Haas are still traveling around. Together. That's good. Yeah, that's yeah. good. I, I always I was always a fan. Mike, you know, I love world's, world's greatest, greatest tag, tag team. team. That was one of my favorite tag teams because those guys were just good, good solid wrestlers. Yeah, and they were teamed up with Kurt Angle, so of course they had that extra bonus with them. Yep. But uh, yeah, Sheldon Benjamin, man, I'd love for see for him to come back and get a good run in the WWE. Maybe come in and join the New Day and help them get over his heels more. That'd be pretty <laughs> yeah, cool. That'd be nice. Um, and his mama. 
<laughs> and his mama. <laughs> that was so. I, what, that angle was so stupid. Yeah, it was stupid, but it was funny. It was entertaining. It was entertaining. And yeah. then he went with the whole Cisco thing for a while there. And that yeah. one, yeah. <laughs> just like let him work. Let him just be the tough working guy. Heck, how about a triple threat: Shawn Michaels versus Dolph Ziggler versus Sheldon Benjamin? Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that was my mom. Alone. Yep. Next up, Stone Cold versus Dean Ambrose. Ah, Man, yeah. those two would cut some promos on each other. Uh, the match would be all over the place. It'd be a brawl. Uh, it'd, it'd be a massive brawl. Um, yeah. They'd just beat the hell out of each other for 15, 20 minutes. And that'd, be, that'd be all over the arena like Rock and Stone Cold. I, just, I can oh, only yeah. imagine the promos that would be cut during the build-up for that. Man, that'd be something special. Or even Mankind and Rock. That'd even be... But, Reminiscent of that. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. 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 Uh, Roman Reigns versus Goldberg. Spear versus Spear. Um, you know, Roman Reigns has a lot of Goldberg type to him. Right. Tough guy. Hits you with certain moves and matches. Mm-hmm. Um, let's hope that near the end of his career, Roman Reigns isn't pulling the crap fest that Goldberg was pulling. But, yeah, it, this, would, this would be a bruising match. It would probably be a very strong style match. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Um, It'd probably be a lot like uh, against Brock Lesnar. Yeah, it, it'd be interesting <laughs> to see how the mic work would be for that one. Because Goldberg wasn't nah, he wasn't very a mic good guy. on the mic. He no. wasn't a mic guy at all. <laughs> but uh, and Roman Reigns, Roman Reigns starting to win me over on his with his mic skills. Like you know, he had the whole crowd call having, or he got the whole crowd calling Seth Rollins Justin Bieber. Yeah, so, <laughs> nice. That has to be said for something if he can get the whole crowd chanting something. Um, Hulk Hogan versus Sting, reminiscent of the WCW days when they go back in. I wonder if he means old school Hulk Hogan, like in the 80s when he was on top of the world. Right. Which he was still on top of the world in WCW, too. But if I wonder if he means, like, the original Hulkamania versus the original, original Sting. Sting. We'll, now, we'll take it as that else. because the Hollywood Hulk Hogan was done. So Yeah. Yeah, yeah it, man, that, that's the surfer Sting versus... A young, energetic Sting versus a young, energetic Hulk Hogan. That would that, that would be awesome. Yeah, they didn't, it'd be interesting. Uh, you know, who uh, Sting would probably have to be the heel because in their primes, no one's going to root against Hulk Hogan. Nah, absolutely not. It, it, I think it would have been another like Hogan Ultimate Warrior type thing. Where yeah, it wasn't really yeah, yeah, a yeah, face yeah, yeah. Heel. yeah, yeah. Either that or Hogan Rock. Uh, or, you know. With the, with the crowd was cheering for Hogan, yeah, even exactly. though Rock was the face. Right. Yeah. Uh, uh, that'd be a great program. Two guys in their prime, and the character, you know, their characters evolved over time because that's what you have to do if you want a longevity in the wrestling business, to, to me at least. And Sting did that, and he's made a, what, a 30 year career out of it? Yeah. I mean, he's been wrestling for a long time. Mm-hmm. So, uh, Ric Flair versus Seth Rollins. Ooh. Mm, man. Man. Kevin, you're bringing the house down, man. <laughs> These are good matches, dude. Yeah. I, I tell you something, that Ric Flair match, Ric Flair cutting a promo on Seth Rollins, those two going back and forth, that would be great. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, Ric Flair back in the day coming out with his robes, and then Seth Rollins coming out, and you know, Flair would probably be the face. Um, this could be a good yeah. like. This would be could be a good like territorial match back in the days of the territories. And they could have gone. They could have taken their sh- that match all over the country. Oh yeah, and people would have just been blown away. I, I can see that as like a cage match, and them both coming out with the the crimson mask and yeah, yeah, you know, yeah the, the old flair where you know 
he'd go into the match with you know blonde hair and come out and it's red. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah all over. Yeah, yeah, back when you could get color. That's, exactly. Um, Kevin's. I think this is his final match he gave us. John Cena versus the Ultimate Warrior. That'd be interesting. That would be interesting. Um, Warrior coming out doing his over energized thing and it versus Super Cena. Yeah, there's yeah. a chance for something. It could, it's another Hulk Hogan warrior match. Going back to that Hulk Hogan right. warrior match would be the exact same thing. And mm-hmm. you know, it'd be nice. It'd be cool if it was like, I guess Cena would be the in the warrior role, and then Hogan and then Warrior. Warrior being, in the Hogan role. Yeah, yeah. I'm glad you picked it up where I was going there because yeah. I started to confuse myself. <laughs> but yeah, Kevin, excellent match choices, man. These were great. And once again, congratulations, graduating from USF this weekend. And Kevin, a special message. Because we are both fans, go Bucks! We <laughs> 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 drafted James Winston tonight, and I'm so excited. <laughs> but this is a wrestling podcast, so we're not going to go into it. All right, so now we're going to get to Mr. Dan's fantasy match card. Dan, you got the mic. All right. Well, um, I kind of went. Um, I, I started out, you know, on my first match. Um, I kind of put it put things in order for the way I'd like to see them and stuff, and. Uh, you know, just kind of booking it the way I would book it, you know. And uh, I started out with a little bit of uh, – I, th- I started thinking like old school versus new school, maybe. You know, right. kind of that thinking, you know. That's fine. Yeah. And uh, There are no I wrong did, answers. I did. I, I did. I thought, you know, what would be some awesome combinations of, ma- of different people to see against each other, you know. And uh, my first – my opening match would have been Billy Kidman – Versus Evan Bourne, and uh, yeah. I think that would be a barn burner. I really do because uh, with with as innovative as Evan Bourne is, um, we we only got to see a fraction of what he could do oh, in yeah. WWE. Yep, yep, yep. I mean, you know, and as innovative as he is and everything, and uh, as much as we saw Kidman was innovative and everything and what he did. Man, the first time I saw Billy Kidman do that shooting star press, I was amazed. Yeah, because he just—it it looks so. You hate. I, I hope I don't. I don't want to sound feminine or anything. It was graceful. Yeah, yeah. The way he just—he—the <laughs> he, way he just flew through the air. It, it's be, it was beautiful. Yeah, and it's a thing of beauty when uh, when Evan Bourne hits it. Yeah, you know? yeah. they both it's, it, it, uh, perfect. And I mean, Evan Bourne. You know, Kidman would bend his legs backwards and everything. Evan Bourne would reach back and grab his yeah. feet, you know, which I thought was the craziest thing. But, you know, seeing them two put a match together, I think that'd be awesome. Highlight of Billy yeah. Kidman's career, he was a cruiserweight champion in WCW, which, mm-hmm. you know, that cruiserweight division was no joke back in the days of WCW. Yeah. No, it wasn't. The, you know, you had Rey Mysterio, Ultima Dragon, Psychosis, Parka, Psychosis, Psychosis, all them guys. Hoovy. Yep. Uh, and you know to be to juice <laughs> to be to be the champion of a division like that. That's that's impressive. Mm-hmm. And Billy Kidman was on top of that cruiserweight division for a long time. Uh, he was. Did he ever actually wrestle for the WWE? Was he in, in, involved in Invasion? Yes. Yeah. He yeah, was. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Just, I, I knew. I thought he, he, was, he walked he was out for a few a couple years. He walked years. out with Tory Wilson when the when the invasion happened. He walked out with Tory Wilson on his arm. Yeah. Just like they were in WCW. Was he involved in the Invasion pay-per-view? Oh, yeah. He he wrestled X-Pac. Yes, he did. Yeah. and it's X-Pac was the one WWE star that but, was getting booed. Yeah, because X-Pac sucks yeah. back yeah. in those days. <laughs> yep. <laughs> um, Evan Bourne, you know, it, it's a shame that things didn't work out as well for Evan Bourne 
in the WWE because mm-hmm. well, injuries know, injuries happen. Out. Well, injuries and weed. You know, he was smoking that. I don't know if it, I think he was doing the synthetic weed or something like that. But he was doing that and he got he a car wreck. Skateboarding. <laughs> it was a skateboarding accident that oh. got got him injured. So it was just him being stupid, really. You know, it's and I, I've I've got I've gotten that from backstage. It was him being stupid, yeah. costing the company money. You know, by keeping him on the payroll just to be sure he was healthy, and then getting him released. Right, that was it. And he, you know, they also stuck him with uh, Kofi Kingston, Kingston, and you got that dumbass air, air boom. boom tag team. Like, mm-hmm. hey, you're gonna put hey, two guys together. They don't need a stupid name. The fans voted on that name. Oh yeah, that's right. <laughs> <laughs> we had a poll. We that's voted. Can say. We voted. That's, that's Air all boom one. Yeah, these these two guys, man, they'd be flying all over the place, hitting quick spots, cha- probably quick chain wrestling at the beginning. Mm-hmm. But just seeing those guys fly through the air, man, they they would put together some special oh, stuff. Yeah. All right, now you ready for the next one? I'm ready. All right, how about this one? Hot stuff, Eddie Gilbert versus Dean Ambrose. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you brought a Memphis guy in. I love it. Eddie Gilbert, man, as a worker. Eddie Gilbert was in WCW, man. Ed, well, Eddie Gilbert yeah. was everywhere. Eddie back Gilbert was the, everywhere. Eddie, he, you know, he was in. He was booking for ECW before his Extreme Championship Wrestling. He's been everywhere. Eddie Gilbert in Memphis was one of the most hated men. Yes, because he was such a slime ball. Oh my God. The if Gilberts, the Gilberts is a family. Turned out as slime balls well, on TV know, on a regular basis. Well, I don't know if Doug would, ever got that. Yes. You know, okay. Doug, uh, Doug uh, got serious as a heel. He went shoot on uh, uh, freaking Power Pro Wrestling. Yeah, I remember that he went shoot on Lawler and and, and, and a producer doing co- cocaine in the yeah. show or backstage. But man, Eddie Gilbert when he was in this territory, dude, there was no bigger heel. Oh yeah, and he, he was a perfect foil to someone like but Lawler him, who was him and him and Doug and. The father, Tommy. Mm-hmm. They all three, man, as a family, they ran as a pack, and they would. They, you want heat? Look they, up, look up Gilberts. <laughs> look up the Gilberts. If you're listening to this podcast and you do not know who Eddie Gilbert is, I hide, there's a, I can recommend two videos right off the top of my bat. Mm-hmm. Uh, right off the top of the bat. There is a video where him and Tommy Rich won an award for... Um, tag team of the year, and then they broke up right after the award was mm-hmm. given to them. But when it was presented later, they didn't get the award right off the bat. When it was presented on the show later, um, Eddie Gilbert was talking and blah blah blah. Tommy Rich came out, and whooped his ass. Eddie Gilbert got a lot of color, and this is on network TV yeah. in Memphis. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So then Eddie Gilbert starts. He, he, you know, he's like, "Hey, we won this award. Let's get back together. You know, we need to be a tag team. We're better." And blah blah blah. And as soon as Tommy Rich turned his back, Eddie Gilbert started whooping his ass mm-hmm. and got color. And, you know, if, if you're also not familiar with Memphis wrestling, Lance Russell <laughs> is very, very, very important to what was accomplished with Memphis wrestling because as a commentator, he knew how to react to certain yes. things. Mm-hmm. Yes. He, he was – he's probably him, one of the – Him and Dave Brown. Dave Brown was oh, yeah. all right. Dave Brown was cool. I mean, he he got led a lot by Lance, but they were yeah, a good yeah. team. Well, Lance know? just Lance, like the whole. I always liked it. One th- small thing Lance always did was whenever 
someone needed help or something, he was always ringing the bell yeah, to yeah, get them yeah. assistance. Right. And it's things like that. That's what I do at NWA Mid-South. Now. Oh, are you? <laughs> well, that, yeah, um, Lance started a trend. <laughs> the, the other video, and this was famous in Memphis because the police were actually called to the lot. <laughs> Look up on YouTube if you've never seen this before. This is Eddie Gilbert runs over Jerry Lawler with his car. This is Literally. A, this is a famous Memphis wrestling incident. Like I said, it's kind yes. of... It, 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 I think the NWO actually stole their backlot brawl yeah. from this one because they got the police called on them too. But people legitimately thought that some asshole just ran over Jerry Lawler <laughs> yep. in a car, not really it was a wrestling game. Yep. So if you're not familiar with Eddie Gilbert, there's tons of stuff on YouTube. Look all of it up because Eddie Gilbert could cut a damn promo there, too. There was one, the two, that I'll add to that one where um, I think <laughs> – I won't go into the backstage specifics of what happened on that on that show because I think they ended up only having like just a few guys show up for the show that day or something. But it went two of the guys that showed up was Jerry Lawler and Hot Stuff Eddie Gilbert. Well, one of the things they did was they had ma- they had a match, Hot Stuff Eddie Gilbert versus Jerry Lawler. Eddie Gilbert lost, and he starts putting stuff up. He he goes, "I'll face you again. I'll face you again." You know, I think he put money up the first time or something like that. Mm. Okay, so he puts money up. He loses again. Lawler gets the money. And then they, they, they did something They did something again, like something like boots or hat or something like that. You know, right. something weird like that. You know, like he was basically putting up whatever he could just to get a match with Jerry Lawler and say, I'll give you this if you beat me or whatever. And so he beat him again and took whatever he was offering. Like the third or fourth time out, he goes, "I'll give you my mother's car," <laughs> and I, I and, and you know we're all watching it. I'm like, "Really? You know, he's going to give him his mom's car, not even his not car?" Even, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> this is like you're like ultimate heel move. You're going to give the dude your mom's car, right? You know? So, <laughs> but uh, he ended up Lawler ended up beating him for the car, and he goes out and. And it was really cool back in the day because, like, Channel 5 Studios, they could walk from the ring to the parking lot and the camera could follow them with no problem whatsoever yep, because, right. I, I mean, it was that. that short of a walk. You know, that was the reason we got the video footage we did of Lawler getting run over by the car and everything else happening. Well, Lawler gets in the car, starts it up, and here comes Hot Stuff Eddie Gilbert with a fire extinguisher and throws a fire extinguisher through the front windshield of the car. <laughs> and I thought that was just, you know, that was just awesome. It was like, oh, man. And then that was that was their buildup to Hot Stuff Eddie Gilbert and Jerry Lawler that Monday night at the Coliseum. Right. You know, that was their buildup to that. So, I mean, I mean, it was just like, you know. Awesome booking like that, just to just to get people to come to the Coliseum and book stuff like that. Man, so. in 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 a program with Dean Ambrose, it'd be great to see like how those two guys would one up each other because you know they're gonna do it. Crazy mic work too. Oh, oh yeah. yeah, crazy oh, mic work. Man, a lot of the guys that were on during Memphis wrestling could cut promos. Jerry Lawler is one of the greatest promo guys mm-hmm. because of the promos he cut here in Memphis, and he could do it as a heel. He could do it as a face. Yeah, Eddie Gilbert. I think he. I, I can only remember Eddie Gilbert as a heel, because yeah. he was just so damn good at it. And I think when he went to WCW, um, he teamed up with Rick Steiner and Larry Zbysko. And I remember I've got a videotape of him in uh, 1987, Chi Town Heat, Starcade '87, um, first wrestling video I've ever owned. It had, and the opening match was. Um, 
at Hot Stuff Eddie Gilbert, Rick Steiner, and Larry Zabisco versus Sting and the Freebirds. Wow. Wow. That's a hell of a shit. Yeah. And the Freebirds, the Freebirds were, that was when they turned face. And, you know, they everybody thought uh, Sting had defected and calling the Freebirds friends and everything. Right. But the Freebirds, that was their chance to turn face and start doing the rock and roll gimmick and everything else and making all that popular. I'll go to my next match. Do it. Nikita Koloff versus Rusev. Two battles of Russians. Yeah. Right? Mm-hmm. Man. Um, uh, the power... The the power that brought to mind, you know, Nikita Koloff, you know, um, Russian power, and you know, originally he was brought in, you know, as a special mission from the Kremlin to take the title off of Ric Flair, you know, right. the same same booking as Rusev, you right. know, oh, he's got the Kremlin behind him, he's got Vladimir Putin behind him, and all this other stuff, you know, so that brought to mind a, a match that is on that same videotape that I saw. Nikita Koloff versus Terry Taylor. And Nikita Koloff was actually the face in the match. He was Russian. He was the face. And he the match was to unify two titles. And him and Terry Taylor wrestled for probably about 30 minutes and tore the house down. And when Nikita finally hits him uh, with the Russian sickle clothesline, the crowd went absolutely ape wild. It was It was astonishing to me to see, like, a Russian – get a rub that much right. over it because, you know, freaking – and who was escorting Terry Taylor out? Well, Hot Stuff Eddie Gilbert. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, um, for a Russian character to get over as a face in, like, in the 80s, that's incredible. Yeah. And, yeah. you know, you'd have – in this match, both guys probably work a strong style, beat the hell out of each other. But, man, Rus- Rusev's athleticism for a guy his size is off the charts. It is. It's, it's very, very awesome. Very agile. If you can move and you're a big man, you got something going for you. Oh, yeah. And he can and, move. You know, I think Rusev, man, he's going to be a top heel soon. Oh, yeah. And, and yes, he already is, ho- really. Hopefully. And, and, I mean, hopefully they're going to do some – I'd like to see him, you know, whenever the next face champion, I'd love to see some stuff with Rusev, man. Mm-hmm. Right. I, I'm sold on him as a heel. You know, I I think hopefully his promos seem to be getting good because he's you know he's not he's a foreigner mm-hmm. and all he's basically saying is I'm going to hurt you hurt you hurt hurt you that was the worst impression ever and I apologize for that just like him dude yeah but man that's a that's a that's a damn good match another damn good one yep my next one was Kurt Angle versus Dean Malenko oh man. That'd be all chain wrestling, and of course, I'm I'm meaning these guys in their prime, right? You of know, course, yeah. Kurt right, Angle right, in his right. prime, Dean Malenko in his prime. You know, all these guys b- that I mentioned before, I want them in their prime too. Absolutely. Well, we've seen what like, this is dream stuff. So yeah, yeah. well, the, you, <laughs> I could do that. We've seen what Kurt Angle can do with a guy of Dean Ambrose's caliber because you know he had a lot of great matches with Chris Benoit. Oh right? yeah, and Chris Jericho. I mean, so, freaking. Shane McMahon and him. Yeah, put on uh, the, oh, that that match. <laughs> that's a hard one. That can be hard to springboard, watch. Springboard uh springboard angle slam off the top rope off of a piece of plywood. Off, off the plywood. Or or trying trying to throw Shane through that glass God, stuff man. and dropping him on his head. Yeah, and that's it, not even with a wrestler. Right. It's with yeah. a promoter, you know? So I mean <laughs> if he can do that with a promoter, imagine what he can do with a wrestler like Benoit and him, stuff like well, that. Dean Dean Malenko is a very crisp wrestler. Yes. Not a lot of mistakes in his matches. Um put together great matches with Eddie Guerrero, 
Chris Benoit, Chris Jericho, all those, and ECW, WCW. Right. was a cru- another cruiserweight champion, so you know he had skills. But, I mean, he – and, you know, Kurt Angle probably would carry the feud on the mic because he's probably a little bit better of a mic worker. Yeah. I think Dean Ambrose – I mean, Dean Ambrose with the Malenko, hell. yeah. Dean Malenko. Mm-hmm. But, uh, <laughs> you know, Kurt, I like yeah, Kurt too. Angle as the mic, <laughs> on the mic. I liked, you know, Dean Malenko. He had that one gimmick, I remember, when he was trying to hook up with Lita. <laughs> yeah, they gave that him, like, great. the 007 yeah. gimmick when he came to WWE. Well, when he came in with the Radicals, mm-hmm. man, that was some good TV. That was some good TV, yeah. yeah. Like, that moment when they finally turned on Mick Foley, and he's like, you can thank me for that contract you just, you all four you just earned, and they beat the hell out of him. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, Mick Foley for a while, yep. and he you know, he had a good. I think he had a good run in anywhere he's been. He's, he's still a road agent for WWE. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 And uh, he, um, I got to meet him backstage, and uh, it was actually a pretty good moment of mine because uh, he was the guy I tried to model all my chain wrestling after. If any time I wanted to come up with some new ideas, I'd just throw a Dean Malenko match on from YouTube and just be like, I need to find something because I'm getting bored. It, it <laughs> right. is so, it's so cool what you can – YouTube is so awesome for fans of old school wrestling like us. Mm-hmm. I, I love going back and seeing – like I've watched uh, – this week I watched uh, Lawler and get his head shaved mm. by um, Austin Idol yeah. and Tony mm-hmm. Wildfire Rich and a very young Paul Heyman. You watch the video yeah. I put on is what you did. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and I, I actually shared it to Reddit, and one of the comments was like, "Dude, is that Paul Heyman?" Yes, like, it is. Yeah, yes, it is. That's you know, and that's Paul Heyman before he ever made it. Yeah, and the heat that guys like Austin Idol and Tommy Rich could pull, man. I know you can't do it these nah. days because wrestling. You know, everyone knows the story of what's going on behind the scenes. Of I've wrestling. had a, I've had a few nights where I've got trapped in the ring like that, and it was very uncomfortable. Yeah, well, Cause when you're, like, because you're talking to everybody else that's in the ring, it's like, I'm not leaving yet. <laughs> I wouldn't advise you do either. Like, <laughs> you know, uh, the Dudleys would get like that too. Oh yeah, like, yeah. oh yeah. Because they would, they would cut some promos on the fans that, like on the ECW. Uh, yeah, I'm not gonna. I can't I, oh, yeah, if, yeah. look it up on YouTube because I'm not saying any of the crap they said. No. I'll get in trouble and I don't want to lose this podcast. No. My wife would probably say, "You're not podcasting anymore," but um. Man, that'd be a great wrestling match. Like I said, you could they could probably chain wrestle for mm-hmm. over half the match, and oh, it'd yeah. still be just as exciting. That, that'd be a good Iron Man match. Oh, God. very good. Yeah. That'd oh, be yeah. or two oh, yeah. two out of three falls match. Yeah. Um. Okay. Tag team match. Brainbusters versus Tully Blanchard and Arn Anderson, the mm-hmm. Brainbusters. Oh, okay. Okay. Versus the Hardys. Man. <laughs> That's two contrasting styles right there. Yeah, yeah, dude. Yeah, I'd love to see it because I mean, you want you talk about people who who knew groundwork and knew how to work somebody over. You're talking about the brainbusters, right? You talk about some people who can do some off the top rope and some flying. You high talk about the Hardys or high spots. Yeah, um, I I love the Hardy Boys as a tag team. There's um, currently they're they're, they're TNA still, champions. W- yeah, well, I don't think tag they can team. do the stuff that they're doing. Well, they can't now the because day. Jeff Hardy just broke his leg in a dirt bike thing. Oh, <laughs> yeah. You know what? <laughs> there you go, being yeah. stupid again. Yeah. Um, yeah, did, you couldn't pick two more different tag teams. That, that'd that be like saying the Brain Busters versus the Rockers or something mm-hmm. like that. Um, I like the match, though. I, like, like, contrasting you know, styles honestly, make for yeah. good matches. They, they came in as the Brain Busters in WWE for a little while. I wouldn't be surprised that Brain Busters versus Rockers didn't happen. You know? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, that's true. Um. But man, the, yeah, I could just imagine the bumps that the Hardys would take to get over how badass the Brainbusters would be, how tough they are. Yeah. But then, you know, uh, 
Arn Anderson and Tully Blanchard would be smart enough to know when these high spots need to happen. Like, all right, kid, hit the top rope. Let's yeah, do some, let, right, yeah, exactly. Um, psychology is so important, and some of the guys just just get it. Mm-hmm. Like Jake the Snake Roberts or Stone Cold, they just, they ring psychology. They they just get it, and I think Arn Anderson is another guy that just got it. Yeah, he he was a true general. Yeah, uh, he, yeah. Uh, he 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 another guy who's a road agent backstage and yeah. carries so much respect for people. Uh, I mean, just, just you, there's not a single person that works for WWE right now that does not respect Don, Arn Anderson. And he can not still bad. pull off those um, 1980s sunglasses too. Yes, yeah, can. <laughs> and from and from Medusa's Hall of Fame speech. Uh, He's very scared of her. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> the shades of Arn Anderson. That's that's, that's right. That's shades. something that'll never go away. What's your last match? My my main event was Undertaker versus Sting. Man, two guys. It hasn't prom. happened yet. Yeah, that, yeah. it hasn't happened. It's a, and and we're also talking about two guys in their prime, which would have been around the same time for each other. But man, they both both of those guys carried the company yeah. that they worked for, and in their prime. On my card, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, in their prime, <laughs> biker taker. Yeah, no, <laughs> biker taker. <laughs> you you did this on purpose, you jerk. <laughs> no biker one taker. wanted. No one would want to see the biker taker versus biker sting. taker. Biker, biker taker. taker versus crow sting. Is that what we're? I know. I know two words like, that piss Derek off now. <laughs> <laughs> well, biker like, taker. Like, seriously, are we talking biker taker here? Is it? it we're not talking the American badasses versus because Undertaker's best character, I think was around the um, corporate ministry where they let him get extremely yeah, dark. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's that's the Undertaker I thought was always the best one. But and Sting now are we talk which Sting are we talking? Sting Crow or let's talk about Sting when he had a we had the blonde crew cut. Yeah. Surfer Surfer Sting. Highly Surfer, energetic. Yeah. yeah. And it, this is a match you probably need um a little bit of a contrasting style between characters. Yeah. And you can't I, have two guys because then what would their promos be like? Because yeah, yeah. neither one of them would be talking. <laughs> They'd never yeah. speak. Nope. Yeah. And now is um, Undertaker got Paul Barron? Is under, in the I would corner? say yes. Okay. Cool. I would say yes on that Good, one. good, good, good. So, you know, he could help cut promos for the Undertaker. Not that mm-hmm. Undertaker ever needed help with his promos, but... Paul Paul Bear was and just I, so good. I might at it. even I might even pull Undertaker from all the way back from when he first started because he was unstoppable back oh, then. Oh yeah. Yeah, when he was no selling and yeah. I the, but the I mean, gloves you, and you take you you take that into uh, into consideration, and then say Sting right around the time when he was facing Van Vader and beat him. Okay. Oh yeah, yeah and that, take that momentum into his, that match. His program with Vader was awesome. Yes, Vader is so the, the so little, underrated <laughs> in the history of wrestling. I laughed so hard at those little videos that Vader kept making about the White Castle of Fear and stuff <laughs> like that. I'm like, what are we gonna go get some mini burgers and yeah. shit? What's going on? Well, I just, <laughs> it's a, it, it really is a shame the kind of run Vader had in the WWE because mm-hmm. it was nowhere near as good as his run in WCW or in Japan. Yeah, if they would have let him say, "You're Vader, go." Mm-hmm. He pro- he would have put together some great programs. He was a great monster heel. Mm-hmm. I-, I would love to see Sheamus be more like a Vader of WCW. That's why I had Vader on my card. Yeah, yeah. I mean, he's Vader, gonna, he was going to have to eat a whole lot more burgers to catch for, up for, for Vader for, <laughs> for three hundred pounds or however much he weighed. It was over three hundred. Oh yeah, he was extremely athletic, mm-hmm. and his finishing move was real cool. The um, second rope slam. I, I and you know we said it last week. He was great on Boy Meets World. Because that's another fond memory I'm going to have of Big Man Vader, <laughs> and you know, 
in the WWE, he had that program with Kane. And it was all right, but Kane hit him with that wrench. Yeah, he hit him with that wrench. And they did the the surgery for, you know, ever. And he was never the same really after that whole gimmick. Yeah. And, and, you know, very good card. I think he feuded with Gold Dust after that or something like that. Yeah. (laughs) It's it's a shame. It's it's one of those things where Vince didn't create this character, so he's not all the way behind it. Right. right? Had Vince created Big Van Vader from the start, he would have been one of the greatest WWE heels of all time. Mm hmm. Didn't he come in with Cornette as a manager? I think so. The uh, first time he was in WWE? Maybe. Because I, I, I think Cornette, Cornette brought a bunch of guys in. It was like uh, him and Rock and Roll Express, I mm-hmm. think, and and uh, the new Midnight Express or whatever they were, uh, Bob Holly and the other guy. I forgot. Yeah. But, you know. James E. Cornette, man. That's my card, Joe. James E. Cornell is a great, great manager. Yes, there, he is. I, I, w- I really wish. I love listening to his rants too, man. Oh, he, man. he can go off. I love I, my favorite rant. <laughs> look this up on YouTube because I can't say some of the language in it, or I'm trying not to say some of the language in it on this podcast. YouTube, um, Jim Cornette on Kevin Dunn. That's all I need to say. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Dan. What's the local shows we got going on this weekend? Uh, local show. We got the huge Empire Strikes Back happening this Saturday with James J. Dillon. They're bringing in, uh, let's see, they're bringing in Jason Kincaid to face uh, Golden Boy Greg Anthony. We got uh, Tim Storm versus Maverick to unify a title. We've got the TCW title, which, by the way, is the hugest damn belt I have ever seen in my entire <laughs> life. It dwarfs anything I've ever seen. I mean, it's it was literally made to overshadow every title in the business, I'm pretty sure. Um, <clears throat> but the TCW title versus the NWA Mid-South Unified Heavyweight Championship, that will be a title unification match. Whoever wins that match is going to be champion, period. Um, so we that got, title belt's going to be huge. Oh, God. <laughs> I might melt down the NWA Mid-South Heavyweight title and <laughs> add it to the TCW belt, man. Then that title will be uncarryable. <laughs> um, does, NWA, does NWA Mid-South have a website? Um, yeah, I don't think they do. Okay. I'm not sure if they All do right. or not. Um, uh, do, do they have a Facebook page? They do have a, they definitely you know the have a Facebook page. What's the address? The, they have Twitter, too. Okay. Uh, I know that Twitter is at NWA underscore Mid-South. Get out there and give them a follow Twitter. Yeah, and they are on Facebook, too. Just look them up on Twitter, NWA Mid-South. Where's the show at? Dyersburg, Tennessee, Herb Welch WrestlePlex. I don't have the address. <laughs> <laughs> Where's my phone? Um... But, yeah, uh, we've got that going on. Uh, we've got J.J. Dillon. He's going to be there. WWE Hall of Famer. Hall of Famer vo- involved with the Four Horsemen. Involved with the Four Horsemen. He is considered a part of the Empire, which is the huge faction that, you know, Golden Boy, Tim Storm, Matt Riviera. Heel faction, I think. Um, yeah, Steve Good. Anthony. Yeah. They're they're the new four guys that, you know, they call themselves the Empire. So, but uh, we got Tim Storm versus Maverick for the title unification. We've got uh, Greg Anthony versus Jason Kincaid. Kincaid just won the Super 8 tournament up in New Jersey. He is quite possibly one of the best technical professional wrestlers I have ever seen in my life. He can pull moves out of nowhere. And 
I'll have to show you guys some videos when we get off of here because it's unreal some of the stuff he thinks of. Well, and just tell the does. people where so, you'd have tell the people what you're going to show us so they can go out and look yeah. it up so they know what you're J- talking about. Look up Jason Kincaid on YouTube. I'm pretty sure he's all over the place. Uh, it's K I N C A I D, I believe. But uh, he was the Super Eight winner this year, and the Super Eight tournament tournament up in New Jersey every year is a who's who of professional wrestling, mm-hmm. of independent, right, right, professional wrestling. And this guy won the tournament. I mean, they don't let just anybody win the tournament. So he won the tournament. So it's it's it goes a big, it goes a long mile to say, Super Eight winner. Hey, he or somebody. Yeah, you're the guy. You know. So and that I I really really hope he gets signed soon because he's just an awesome technical wrestler. Uh, we've got Steve Anthony, who is the NWA Junior Heavyweight Title holder. Just beat Jushin Thunder Liger over in Las Vegas. Wow. Over in Las Vegas, he beat him. And then he went to Japan and beat him there, too. Damn. He just flew back from Japan beating Jushin Thunder Liger. So he'll be in the house facing Roderick Strong, the master of the backbreaker. Don't know if anybody, if you guys ever seen Roderick. You, you posted no. something I posted, yeah, I posted yeah, a yeah, video. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I posted yeah, yeah. a video. That's just a hand. That's a sliver of what he can right. do. So I mean, he he can he can do all kinds of stuff. Um, he's him him and Jason Kincaid probably two of the top talents in in the world. You know, two of the, if, if 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 I put them in the top twenty, I really would. I'd put them somewhere in the top twenty and, and on the high end of that twenty. Right is where I would put them, but that's just me. But anyway. <clears throat> That's the main event. Um, I think there's going to be a six-man tag with all of the uh, NWA Mid-South Originals who are there every week. But this is a super card. This is this is an awesome card. I mean, this card, this card could happen in New York. It could happen in L.A. It's happening in Dyersburg, Tennessee. Dyersburg. If you're in the area, you need to get to it. That's all I need to say about it because it's awesome. All right, and that is Saturday night. What time is kickoff? Saturday night, seven thirty. Herb Welch WrestlePlex. Let me get an exact address. <laughs> Let me get an exact address. How about that? Well, Dan's getting the address. I'm going to go ahead and push our Twitter again. Be sure you're following us at OversellPodcast.com. Check us out at OversellPodcast.com. I just gave our web dry, web address as a Twitter again. Yeah, we are but, at yeah. OversellPodcast. Our website is OversellPodcast.com. <laughs> yes. Um, please give but a you shot. You can get that at OversellPodcast.com. Uh, next, <laughs> that's what you were going for. Yeah, that's what there. Yeah, there we go. Um, next week. We may have a little. We may have a special, our first special guest on this episode or on an episode. Ooh! So uh, that is in the works. I'm not going to divulge anything yet because I'm still working on it. Eighteen. We don't even know. Eighteen twenty-seven St. John Avenue, Dyersburg, Tennessee. Get out there. Get out there, folks. And you can get there. You can. We're there every week. We're there every week. Seven thirty bell time. Great. All right, guys. Where are we going to wrap up this week? We want to thank you for downloading. Thank you for listening. Follow us on Twitter. And we are going to get out of here. Hope you have a great week. We will talk to you next week. Later.